Welcome to episode 10 of Turn Shit Into Gold. My name is Kristen and I am your host. Today I want to talk about the concept of health being wealth and the connections between mental, emotional, energetic, and physical health. Because in America, we are really not taught very well how to be healthy. And the whole Western medical system is set up to address things by just kind of putting a band-aid on the issue, not actually solving it. It's stuff to make your symptoms better most of the time, not actually cure you. Some stuff can help cure, but a lot of stuff is just focused on masking symptoms. And with a lot of prescriptions, you receive the prescription to help with the one symptom and then it creates another one. The list of possible adverse reactions to medications is crazy long. And I often, when I hear those commercials, if I'm ever watching regular TV and hear those commercials, think this does not sound worth the risk of of signing up for and of taking this. You're trying to cure one thing and you're signing up for possibly a bunch of others. And what I have learned as I've gotten into energy work, energy healing, and using my intuitive abilities to look into things for people is that everything that happens physically has some sort of mental, emotional, or energetic root to it. And sometimes, I will just say this up top, sometimes there are things that you may have signed up for as a soul coming into this experience on earth that you wanted to have the certain experience for growth and soul lessons. This is also a good time for me to remind you that you don't have to take on my beliefs. These are my beliefs. They don't have to be yours. It's totally okay if you disagree with me. If you don't think this is true, that's fine. I'm not here to try to convince you to believe what I believe either. I'm here to share my perspective in case it does actually resonate with you and sound helpful and you want to give these things a try. So now that I've gotten that out there, I'll go back to, for example, there may be a soul who signs up to have cancer for a certain reason. So maybe that's going to be part of your experience. Now, that being said, we can also negotiate soul contracts. So if you're here on earth and you have a certain soul contract, it is possible to negotiate with your soul and change that because you are this human and you're having the human experience, but you are also the soul and your soul just really wants to grow. So as long as you are growing and learning the lesson that you signed up to learn, there can be some room to shift things around. And this also goes for things like fertility issues. If you have struggled with getting pregnant, there is a chance that it's because your soul signed up to have that experience for some reason. And it could be possible for you to negotiate that contract and then be able to conceive more easily after learning that lesson in another way, or even just learning that lesson so you can now move on and take the step of having children. So the big part of the message with everything that I do with intuitive work is that there is hope for everything and you have a lot more power than you sometimes feel like you do. You do have options. You can shift your energy, you can heal things, and you can align with the things that you want. So I want to make that clear up top as well. 
and then focus a little bit more on the stuff that is what I call reflections. So it would be that you have not signed up for this as a soul. It's simply happening to you to get your attention because of an imbalance. So this happens with physical stuff all the time. Your body will be trying to communicate with you and let you know about an imbalance that's happening either mentally or emotionally or energetically. And if you are ignoring the thoughts, ignoring the feelings, trying to numb the feelings, push them down, not look at them, or ignoring your energy, then it will end up manifesting physically because the physical stuff is a lot harder for us to ignore. So some of the things that are more common and especially reflections that I'll get on a regular-ish basis are things like bruises. If you get a bruise, that is your higher self trying to get your attention because you've been beating yourself up in a certain area of life. And depending on which side of your body it's on, that would help you figure out the area of your life. So your right side of your body represents the masculine energy that you have. Everybody has masculine and feminine energy, whether you are someone who identifies as male or female or something in between. You have masculine energy and you have feminine energy. Those are just words to describe the energy. And masculine energy is the energy of doing and taking action. It's a lot more about structure. And then feminine energy is the energy of being, the energy of receiving and creating. And that is the left side of your body. So if you have a bruise show up on the left side of your body, then that would mean that you are beating yourself up either about a way that you are being or you think that you're being, or maybe it is something that you are creating or you feel like you're creating or not creating, or it could be about something that you are receiving. And then different body parts also correlate to different things. So your legs, for example, would be things about moving forward in life because your legs help carry you forward. Your arms are about embracing things in life. You use those to hug. So you can think about the body part and what the body part does for you. And that will help you figure out the area of life that it is in. This is something that could be a whole long course, and I probably will create a course about it one day, but not now. So I'm just trying to give you some good information that you can use to help you figure this stuff out and make shifts for yourself now. And of course, you can always book a read with me if you want a little bit more help looking into something. But my goal with this episode is to just help you get started without having to do something like that. So pay attention to if you're getting bruises, realize that that is you beating yourself up about things, start to shift your perspective, shift your mindset, be kinder to yourself. If you are having issues with any of your joints, joints are for flexibility in your body. So that would be about you being flexible with something. You might need to be a little bit more flexible if you are having joint issues and your neck is about seeing both sides of a situation. 
because you use your neck to turn your head from side to side. So those are some things to be aware of. And then another, aside from bruises, another one that I'll get is dealing with a little acne. It's usually just one sit at a time or maybe a couple, but those are related to holding in anger and being mad at yourself about something. So if you are not dealing with your emotions, if you're ignoring your feelings, not expressing your feelings, something will manifest physically. Your mental, emotional, energetic, and physical health are so completely wrapped up in each other, but nobody teaches us this and nobody teaches us how to try to get all of those systems working in alignment and just how to take care of yourself in all of those different ways. Yes, people are starting to talk about mental health a lot more, but there aren't necessarily the best resources out there for truly making a shift and truly healing things, but it is possible for you to heal things. And it is totally okay to use things like a prescription medicine to help you with healing things. So I'm not going to be talking about those things. This is about the more holistic and natural way of doing things and being able to do things without medication, but that's not saying that you shouldn't use it. Obviously, consult your doctor and do what is right for you. Sometimes medication is right for people. Sometimes it's not. I have some people very close to me who have been on medication for mental health issues and it made things worse. It made them want to end their life instead of improving their mental health. So that's why this is so important to me to get to you and to teach to you is because sometimes when you're on the medications, they're not actually working. They're not doing what you want them to do. And that is something that they say in the commercials. I remember thinking it was crazy hearing commercials for antidepressants and it says in there that one of the side effects can be suicidal thoughts. And it's like, what? How does that make any sense at all? People are taking this so that they don't feel that way, but then this drug could make them feel that way. So since I feel like there aren't necessarily the best options out there, not saying that there aren't things that could work for you. I know other people have found the right medications and it's helped them a lot. And I'm very happy about that. But this is for those people to also continue healing themselves. And it's for the people who maybe haven't found the external thing that's helping them with healing this. So with anything that's going on, there's always some sort of mental, emotional, energetic root to it. A lot of times it is not even being aware of the start of it and what's going on. And often it's something that was external that got planted in your brain. And then it's you kind of ruminating on it or having beliefs around it that just strengthens that thing and gets it to a point where it can be very difficult to shift out of it. Just because it's very difficult doesn't mean that it's not possible. And if you have struggled with it and you've struggled to get out of it, that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It's very normal. It's very common. And this stuff is challenging. It is. And whoever you are and whatever you are struggling with, whether it's mental health stuff or physical health stuff, or maybe you're doing mostly okay there, just know that it's okay. It's okay to be wherever you are and wherever you are, there's nothing wrong with you. 
and you do have the power to change things. It might take a little time, but you have the power to change things and there are resources out there. So use your different resources and the more you can get tapped into your own intuition, the better, because then that can help you pick the things that are right for you, which I do have an intuition course that is open for enrollment right now. So there will be an energetic healing and third eye activation to just do some healing with your third eye chakra and open up your ability to receive channeled information and receive higher guidance for yourself about what is best for you. And I'll be teaching you how to test things so you can test what is in your highest good, that you could use that to figure out what different methods might be effective for you as you're working on healing and what things may be less effective for you so that you can save your time and energy by focusing on the things that will actually benefit you the most. And there are a couple of other different types of intuitive reads that I'll be teaching with that as well. So that course starts on April 20th. It's three weeks and each recording, I'm going to record it. So the recordings will be available for 14 days after the class. So if you can't attend one of the lives or if you can't attend any of the lives, you would still be able to see those recordings and take whatever notes that you want to take. But I would love to have you there live if possible. Space is also limited because I want to be able to really help people. So I'm limiting it to 10 people in the course. And then there is an option to add on group coaching. So if you wanted to do group coaching where there are two additional live sessions that are coaching focused rather than fully teaching new reads, then you have that option for $750 to have the course with the three weeks plus two sessions and then a group telegram thread for any questions between all those sessions. So you can check out more information about that in the link tree. That'll be in the show notes. That's there if you want to start to do that and start to work on tapping into your intuition. Intuition work is really helpful with healing things, especially because you can meet other people in the course. You can then do reads for each other, help each other with whatever your blind spots are. Sometimes when you're getting started, it is a little more difficult to do an intuitive read on yourself. It's a lot easier to do it on other people. So that is one of the benefits of doing something like group coaching or a course as well. But jumping back in to working on healing things, the biggest thing that I see that I've seen with myself and with my clients and just with people that I talk to when I'm out living my life, I always end up chatting with people and having deep conversations with people because I like the deep stuff. I don't love small talk, surface level things that don't necessarily matter. I like to get deep with people and I like to help people. So I've talked to a lot of people about different things and just picked up on stuff in their energy of what is going on. And the biggest thing that causes people to suffer is not allowing themselves to actually just feel their feelings and sit with them. And what I've especially learned myself with going through things is that I would have a tendency to try to avoid feeling whatever I'm feeling And when I was in college, the biggest way that I did that was just drinking alcohol. I would go out a lot and 
get pretty drunk like every time to just avoid feeling everything that I was feeling. I also didn't realize at the time how tapped in I was to people's energy. So there were a lot of things that I now realize I was feeling that weren't even mine. It was feeling the energy of people around me and not being able to distinguish what's mine and what's other people's. And that felt like a lot and I would just avoid it. So if you are someone who feels a lot of heaviness very often, you are probably someone who's very intuitive, very tapped in energetically. You are most likely picking up on the collective energy of everyone in the world or even just picking up on the energy of the people who are close to you in your life, you might be feeling some of their pain without realizing that you're feeling their pain. So there are lots of energy tools that you can use to stop having to deal with that. Um, I also have a monthly membership that in there, I have an energy recovery that I teach people how to do. So it includes connecting to source energy, grounding yourself, shielding yourself energetically, and then taking any energy out of you that is not yours and giving it back to the people who it does belong to. And then also taking your energy back from other people and blowing up the cords that connect you to them. Doing that on a regular basis helped me so, so, so much because it helped me to no longer be feeling what everybody else was feeling and to be able to know when I sometimes would tap in, it was easier for me to realize, oh, I'm feeling their energy right now. This isn't even actually how I feel. This is how they feel. And I'm intuitive and I'm empathetic. So I'm picking up on it, but it's not mine. I don't have to hold it. I can acknowledge it and I can release it. That is something that's so freaking helpful to me. So that monthly membership is $72 a month. There are two live calls with that so that if you have questions, you have access to me to ask questions and to also give you a chance to once again, connect with other people who are doing this type of work. Having a community around you is so important. So that is there. You'll get two to three different teachings or tools each month. And then the two live calls, the first live call is actually happening the day this podcast episode is released. (laughs) So on April 12th, and then the next one is I think on the 28th, but you can see all the details for that in the link in the show notes as well. And that monthly membership is just an ongoing thing. So I will be figuring out May call dates soon and getting those posted, but you can jump into the membership at absolutely any time that works for you. And you can also just set intentions. So while I do have teachings of things that are deeper tools that are really powerful, you can also just set the intention that you want to blow up the cords that are energetically connecting you to other people. You can just set the intention to shield yourself from other people's energy. So start to play around with that and see if you notice a difference, see what you feel. And a lot of times you'll notice a bigger difference after doing it for a while because you're starting to build that energy and your shield will get stronger and stronger the more you do it. When I first started to learn these things and implement them, it was at the end of 2020. And I would do it every morning. 
I would connect and shield myself. And every night I would connect and shield myself again. And then I would do it other times in between. If I was ever practicing an intuitive read on anybody, I would always connect and shield myself and them. So I was doing this a lot. And now I don't have to necessarily even think about it all the time. My higher self will do it for me a lot, but I still do intend to connect. I think I usually end up setting that intention once a day or more. I always do it before reads again, but um, just every day setting that intention to connect to source energy, connect to the grounding healing energy at the center of the earth, and call down shields to shield yourself energetically from other people. Because trying to deal with your own stuff plus everyone else's stuff is a lot. It can be very exhausting. It can be very overwhelming. So when you can start to do some of these things so that you're in just your own energy and you have just your own energy to work with, that alone makes such a big difference. But then you have to let yourself feel what you're feeling. And I used to avoid it. And especially with crying, I hated crying in front of people. I was quite emotional when I was a little one and my family would kind of make fun of me and call me a drama queen. So I started to just shut down my emotions and not really feel them, not allow myself to feel them. And then from doing that, what would happen is eventually something would make me crack and cry. But then I would be crying for like an hour or even an hour and a half. And it would be uncontrollably sobbing. And it would be something that I felt like I do not want to do this in front of other people. Like this is embarrassing. And also it's just a lot. So I started to think if I feel like I'm going to cry, it's going to turn into this huge sob fest that I don't want to do. So I would just suppress it every single time. But because I was suppressing it every single time, that energy, those emotions were building and building and building. And then something would happen that would trigger them and they would come out and they would be all crazy. (laughs) And when I started to work on healing myself a little bit at the beginning of 2020, Once the pandemic hit and I was working from home, I started to just allow myself to feel fully and release whatever feelings were coming up when they were coming up because I was at home and there was nobody there to witness it. So every once in a while, there would be something at work that maybe felt frustrating and I would feel a little bit like I wanted to cry and I would just let myself. And I realized that sometimes it was literally one tear that needed to come out. One single tear, just a little release of emotion. And sometimes it was a couple, sometimes it would maybe be like a few minutes that I needed to cry, but either way, it was so not as big of a deal as I had thought it was before. And I started to kind of push myself to also show more emotion in front of other people and allow myself to show emotion in front of other people. And I cried in front of a lot of people in 2020, like a lot of people. I think I was trying to count it up one day and it was for sure over 50 different people saw me cry in 2020. And some of those were in different group situations on Zoom where I let myself be vulnerable and let myself be emotional. And 
here's the thing that you have to remember if this is you, if you are someone who struggles to cry in front of other people because you don't want them to see you vulnerable, you don't want them to think whatever you're afraid that they will think about you, whatever they do think about you for showing that emotion and displaying that emotion is actually just their own trauma and their own projecting. They maybe grew up in a household where they were told that it's bad to cry. And if you cry, you're weak. So if they think that you're weak because you're crying, then that actually has nothing at all to do with you and everything to do with their conditioning. So what other people think about you really does not matter at all because it's just their own stuff. It's their own perceptions of you. And this also then goes into the reverse where, and this is a thing that I work on a lot myself and work on with my clients, is if another person is triggering you, it's not really about them. It's about you. It's about your stuff that you have going on within you. So it's okay to still feel upset. It's okay to say, this person did this and it hurt my feelings. That's totally okay. But if you continue to just then say it's their fault, they did this to me, you're giving your power away. If you decide, okay, this person did this thing and it made me feel this way, it triggered me, I want to empower myself to feel better. I'm going to figure out why this made me feel this way. That to me feels so much better. And that's what I've really worked on in this last year and a half approximately, is uh, figuring out why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling. And a lot of it is just past little trauma that has happened or big trauma. Some of it, I've done a couple past life regression therapy sessions. So some of it is actually even going back to past lives that I've had and things that my soul has not fully healed yet that I'm working on fully healing, but that's why this stuff triggers me. And some of the things are things that are very silly that I would also struggle to let myself just feel how I was feeling in the moment and definitely struggled to share it, like things with my boyfriend, Tyler, sometimes will trigger me. And I know it's very silly. And I know it's a little thing that shouldn't even be upsetting me, but I also know that it's happening because there is still something that hasn't been fully healed. I had a past life where I had an abusive husband and the one time I actually fought back, he ended up killing me. So I have this big fear around being in romantic relationships and them not feeling safe that I've been working on healing. And I have, because I had this going on within me that hadn't been healed, I have manifested situations where I didn't feel safe in relationships. It has never been with physical abuse in this lifetime, but it has been in other ways and even things like getting cheated on. So I am working really hard to fully heal that wound so that I can feel safe in romantic relationships. And when whatever you believe, whatever your subconscious mind believes to be true is what will end up being true in your reality. So I also know that if I don't heal this, then I'm going to continue to manifest situations that make me feel like it's not safe to be in a romantic relationship. 
and being in a romantic relationship is something that I also deeply desire. I want that in my life. I want that connection. And I want to have a partner who is my life partner and have children. And that is something that will be a struggle for me if I don't fully heal this. So I've been working on healing it. And being in a relationship again has caused me to have that healing expedited because then it creates more opportunities for triggers. And also because I have signed up for this life that I've signed up for because I'm helping other people learn how to heal themselves and doing healing work all the time, my higher self God, source energy, the universe, whatever word resonates with you, and my guides, they always want me to be aware right away when there's something that needs to be shifted. So I could have one tiny little thought about it not being safe, and they want me to be aware. So they will do something to get my attention, to trigger me so that I'll pay attention and I'll look within and I'll figure out what within me needs to be shifted. And at first, as this stuff was starting to happen, I just wanted to keep it to myself. I didn't want to tell Tyler about it because, again, some of the things were so little and they felt very silly to me. And it was embarrassing to even say this thing is triggering me. And also because I knew that it wasn't even about him. It wasn't about what he did or what he said. It was about what was going on within me. And I knew that all I needed to do was look within, find the things and shift the things and it would get better. So I just didn't really want to share some of that stuff with him, but he wants me to. He wants to know what's going on. He wants to know how I'm feeling. And so I have had to Well, not had to. I have chosen to let him in on that and tell him about it. And there have been a couple of things where it did also warrant him making some sort of little shift. So we'll talk through those things when they come up. But I still put the emphasis on, like, I know that I'm feeling this way because of my own stuff. And that is very empowering to me. And it has created a much better experience for me being in relationships and even with friendships too or any sort of relationship in life. When you take accountability for how you feel and you look at what might be causing that, what might need to shift, it makes your relationships so much better. I can promise you that. So take a look at how you feel. Ask yourself why you feel that way. Ask yourself if you have a past relationship of any kind. It doesn't have to be your romantic relationships even. Do you have a relationship that something happened in that caused you to feel a certain way? And are you projecting this onto this new person? And this is what will happen, just going back to the example of getting cheated on. A lot of people will get cheated on and then they have this fear that it's going to happen again. And because they're afraid that it's going to happen again, then they don't trust their partner. And then there are so many little things that their partner does that causes them to get triggered and start to question their partner. And eventually, after enough of that questioning and lack of trust, it sometimes causes, and I'm not saying that people aren't accountable for their choices because they absolutely are. 
but it sometimes causes them to just do that. And this goes for all sorts of things. Like if a teacher calls a child stupid or says that they're not very smart, they're bad at math or they're bad at reading or whatever it is, they maybe weren't even bad at it. Maybe they needed just a little bit extra help or or attention to be able to be proficient or even excellent at whatever area it is. But if you are told that you are something enough times, you'll start to believe it and you'll start to just meet those expectations that these other people have of you. And that is something that ends up happening, like I said, in all sorts of different ways, but probably with the example of cheating. It would be very easy for someone to be in a relationship and just get so frustrated because their partner keeps thinking that they're being unfaithful over and over and over again when they're not. And then it gets to the point where they're like, well, they already think that I'm cheating, so I guess I might as well just do it. Like, what's the difference? They already think I'm doing it. Those are the types of things that can happen if you don't address that fear. Or maybe they will never cheat on you just because of who they are as a person, but you constantly think they are, and your relationship is not good because of it. You don't have that trust there. You're always afraid that it's going to happen. You can't just relax in the relationship. You're not happy in the relationship. Your partner is not happy because it doesn't feel good to not be trusted by the person you care about or the person that you love. So it causes your relationships to have a lot of strain and probably not work out. You'll probably end up breaking up because it's not fun to be in a relationship with someone who doesn't trust you. And it's not fun to be in a relationship with someone who you don't trust. So obviously, sometimes it could be that the person is actually not worthy of your trust. But if that's the case, then... That's also not a person that you should be dating. So another thing to be aware of is if you are, if you get cheated on in a relationship and you break up with that person and you don't look within and figure out what was causing you to be a match for that, where were you afraid that they weren't going to be loyal to you or faithful to you, where were you not being faithful to yourself, different things like that, then you will end up just in another relationship with the same type of thing going on. Because the point of you being in that relationship is actually for you to look within and do your own shifting, do your own healing so that you can learn that lesson and then move on to attract a better situation, a better partner. So a lot of people will end up attracting the same issues in their relationships because they're not actually addressing and fixing what they have going on. Another (laughs) example of this is with being with people who are emotionally unavailable. I used to attract people who weren't emotionally available. And it was because I wasn't emotionally available. I thought I was, and I felt like that was what I wanted, but I couldn't actually get myself to do it. I couldn't get myself to even sit with my own emotions by myself most of the time, let alone allow myself to do that with another person and be truly vulnerable with another person and talk about all of my feelings with another person. So whatever pattern you have in your dating life that's frustrating for you right now, if you have a pattern there, it's because there's something that you really need to look at and shift and heal within yourself. And again, this is not blaming you. It's giving you your power back. It's letting you know that you can change this. You're not going to be a victim to these crappy dating situations for the rest of your life. You can make a shift 
and you can then be a match for new people. You can then attract new people. And I worked on a lot of healing work on myself for like eight months. It was eight months of like intense healing work and working with multiple different people, doing some of those past life regression therapy sessions. I did some vocal empowerment coaching, which was a lot of like throat chakra healing, getting comfortable feeling like I can express myself and share my truth with other people, working with my mentor one-on-one, working with another energy healer. I worked with quite a few people over an eight-month period, just working on really healing stuff because I was sick and tired of the patterns that I had in my life. I was sick of what I was attracting. I realized I am not attracting what I want to attract and I can fix this. I can shift these things. So I worked on actually dealing with my shit and healing myself, healing my self-worth and my self-image and getting myself to a place where I could then attract someone like my boyfriend, Tyler, who is completely different from everyone that I have dated in the past. And he is very emotionally available he is able to feel his feelings and express his feelings to me on a regular basis and truly makes an effort to understand who I am as a person, which is because I have finally truly made an effort to understand who I am as a person. And he has been just the craziest and most beautiful thing that I have manifested. Our relationship has been. I have manifested other things that are more material and those are fun too. But my favorite thing is a person. It is him that I have been able to align with from doing this work. It has been really beautiful. I've like cried about it multiple times (laughs) where I'll be doing journaling and just reflecting on all of the healing work that I've done. And I just realized how much I had to heal and how much I had to face and work through in order to be with him. And I've talked to him about this multiple times too, of like, he would not have wanted to date me in the past. The person that I was a couple years ago, he would not have I feel like he would not have put up with me and my, and it wasn't like I was doing anything like really bad, but it just still, my behavior and what I was able to bring to the table fully in a relationship was just not up to probably his standards and for sure not up to what he deserves. So just being aware that I could not have been in this relationship a few years ago but I can be in this relationship now and I'm so grateful for it. And it's because of the healing work that I've done. It's because I have forced myself to look at how I'm feeling and let myself feel how I feel and know that it will pass a lot faster if I just allow myself to feel it. And it's funny because I'll tell people this and they will sometimes even in that moment just fully acknowledge how they're feeling and then it's pretty much instantly gone 
This doesn't happen with everything all the time. Of course, especially if you just went through a breakup or lost a loved one, just fully allowing yourself to feel how you feel is not going to make that go away instantly. But other things can go away pretty much instantly if you just allow yourself to feel it. And for me, it comes up more so with like things in my business or feeling frustrated with where I am because I tend to have crazy expectations of myself. And if I just acknowledge like I am feeling frustrated because this is happening and I wanted this outcome or I wanted to be in this place by now and this just feels like it sucks, then pretty much instantly I'm like, oh, actually – I feel fine. This is fine. And then I can shift back to being proud of myself for where I am and thinking about everything that I've accomplished so far, everything I've shifted, everything I've healed, all the clients that I actually have been able to work with and have been able to help and some of the deep transformations that people have been able to have because of the work that I do and because I stepped into doing this. And I wouldn't have even been able to do that if I hadn't worked on healing my own stuff. So healing your mental health, your emotional health, your energetic health will help you heal your physical health. And then it also helps you with having every single other thing that you want in your life. It helps you have the relationships that you want to have. It helps you attract more money. If you're not feeling worthy of having money, then you won't have money. The more that you can heal your self-image, the more you'll be able to attract more money. The more you'll be able to get the clients that you want to get or get the job that you want to have if you are not someone who desires to have your own business. You have to work on healing your stuff so that you can have all those other things. And I'm calling this episode Health is Wealth for that reason. And my grandpa Larry, my dad's dad, used to always say, if you have your health, you have everything. And I always loved that little quote of his because it's not necessarily that if you have your health, you have everything. But if you have your health, you have the opportunity to have everything. And if you don't have your health, it makes everything else harder. If you are extremely unhealthy mentally or physically, You might not be able to even have a job or do work. So that's going to impact your financial wealth situation. If you are doing extremely unwell mentally, that's going to impact your relationships. It might make it so that you're not able to have them or there's just a lot of turmoil in them. But when you're healthy mentally, emotionally, energetically, and physically, you are able to have the opportunities to do whatever type of work you want to do, create what you want to create, go where you want to go, be with who you want to be with. It opens up the doors for everything else. So your health is so freaking important. And I will occasionally talk about or post about some of the material things that I've manifested because I know that that's what a lot of people are drawn to and that's what a lot of people want. But the truth is, is that stuff is like, sure, it's fun, but it is nothing compared to the way that I feel and the shifts that I've made there. Like, I don't care about any of the physical stuff. If I, if I had to 
feel the way I used to feel, but I could have all the physical stuff that I have right now plus more, I would be like, no, thank you. And if you told me that I had to trade in the physical stuff that I have right now in order to keep feeling the way that I feel, I would hand it over gladly. But not everybody realizes that. So I sometimes will use the material things to draw people in, kind of to trick them in a way, but not a bad trick. It's a very loving trick because I'm tricking them into working on healing themselves. Because if you want a designer handbag or a luxury car or to go on a bunch of fancy trips, that's totally fine. But if that's all you're focused on getting, you might end up being unhappy, especially if you're currently unhappy. You'll still be unhappy. You'll just have nice stuff. But the goal is to be really happy and then allow yourself to also have the nice things if you want the nice things. Because nice things are still fun and I enjoy having nice things. I enjoy going on trips. I enjoy being able to order whatever food I want to order at the restaurant or go to whatever restaurant I want to go to and not worry about how expensive it is. But again, I care so much more about how I feel. I care so much more about how many limits I've removed from my life. One thing that I don't always think about as much as I should is how much I used to hold myself back, how much I limited myself. I've worked through a lot of limiting beliefs and I am aware of that, but I sometimes forget just how much I have actually worked through and how much my old beliefs were actually affecting me and keeping me small and holding me back. And that's part of the mental aspect as well. It's not just mental health issues of you know, being depressed or having bipolar, anxiety, whatever it is. It's also just the limiting beliefs. It's keeping yourself small because you either don't believe that you're good enough or you believe that things have to be really hard or you're afraid of what other people are going to think about you, whatever it is. All of those things will just hold you back and keep you small And I still have plenty that I need to work through (laughs) with limiting beliefs, but I've also shifted so much and shifted so many and been able to do things in my life that I would have never been able to do before because I worked on this stuff. And like being a full-time business owner, which when I say full-time business owner, I don't work 40 hours a week. I, that doesn't feel good to me. It doesn't feel like the right balance to me. And I love the work that I do. I absolutely love the work that I do. But having a 40-hour work week, just it honestly feels restrictive to me. And the funny thing is, is I will end up working on the weekends a lot of times, but it's not very much. It's maybe 20 minutes or 30 minutes or something like that. But I just create what I want to create when I feel called to create it. And I have lots of space in my days. I don't usually take any clients before 10 a.m. And I also give myself like three-hour lunch breaks. And sometimes I will have a day in my week where I'm not taking any clients at all, just giving myself more creative time to have so that whatever I feel like creating, I can create. Or if I just feel like being outside, going and laying by my pool, reading a book, whatever it is that I can do that. And I'll also frequently have a day where 
I will only take on one client. And my max for myself right now is three clients a day, but that's like a rare. I only do that if I, I don't want to say have to, because technically I don't have to, but if there's not a different day and time that would work for both of us, and I already have two clients scheduled on that day, I will take a third. But otherwise, I try to keep it to two clients per day and then have at least one where I only have one or that I have none to just give myself the space. And that allows me to show up really well for the clients that I have and the clients that I am working with. And I'm also shifting into doing more group work for, again, the same reason, because I want to be able to help more people, but I can only do so much energetically. And I hold a lot of space for people in one-on-one sessions, and we get really deep into things a lot of the time. So I can only do that for so many people in a day. And especially because even though I've worked a lot on boundaries, I deeply care about everyone that I work with. And I think about you all beyond the time that we're in the sessions. Like I will be trying to just mind my own business. And I think about the people that I've worked with. Sometimes I'm getting downloads for them of things that they could do to make money. Or I'm just thinking about you know, them and their happiness and them thriving in life in general. So I know that I have to limit the work that I'm doing with people so that I can take care of myself. And as a result of me taking care of myself, I can provide the best experience to the people that I'm working with. So keep in mind that that's something that you should be doing as well. You should take stock of your relationships and ask yourself, which relationships do I feel like are draining me? Which ones do I feel like are filling me up? And if you have relationships with people who are draining you, ask yourself, why are you still in that relationship? Are you afraid of what their feelings would be if you were to pull back in that friendship or whatever other type of relationship it is? Are you afraid of what other people would think about you if you were no longer participating in this relationship? I know for a lot of people, if it's a family relationship, there is a lot of guilt around that or just feeling like you don't have the choice, you don't have the option, but you do. And you are worthy of setting boundaries. You are worthy of pulling back your energy This is where we get more into the energetic health. You are worthy of pulling back your energy from the people who are draining you. I have ended up realizing in the past that I had relationships where those people were coming to me and it was like I was their battery pack. They would be drained of energy. They would be feeling down and they could come to me and I would fill them up, build them up, lift them up, and they would feel better. And then they would go off and live their life and come back to me again when they were feeling drained. And I wasn't getting the same filling back. I was having to try to figure out how to fill my own cup, but I wasn't always aware of how I could do that before. And a lot of times I would just feel drained all the time because I didn't know the things that would fill me up and I was giving to other people all the time before I was giving to myself. And it's still something that I am working on, admittedly, and trying to make sure that I'm filling my own cup, especially 
first thing in the morning, making sure that I'm filling myself up so that I have a full battery pack heading into the day and that I can give my clients my best instead of giving them the leftovers and also give myself the time to just enjoy my life and do whatever I want to do. So take a look at that. Take a look at your energy and ask yourself how you feel, how you feel when you're with the people that you're with and also how you feel when you're alone. Do you need time alone to recharge? And ask yourself about the activities that you're doing. What activities that you're doing fill you up? What activities leave you feeling drained? There have been multiple times where I've ended up realizing or being told by someone when I'm having someone do a read for me that being on TikTok was actually starting to really drain me because I would go on TikTok thinking, oh, I'm going to like relax, just be entertained. But I would watch a TikTok and I would get an idea of something that I should create, something that I should make. But I wasn't writing it all down. I would sometimes like save an audio or maybe favorite a TikTok. But it was like I was opening all these tabs in my brain, which speaking of, I have way too many tabs open on my computer right now. This is just like a theme for me. And I can't remember if I've mentioned this on any podcast episodes before, but I also will sometimes be all over the place a little bit in conversations and something will make me think of something else and something else and something else. And my boyfriend has called me out before and said, we have several tabs open right now. Can we go back and close these tabs out and we'll revisit each topic that we've discussed and just wrap it up, close it out. And it makes me realize how much I just have a million tabs open in my brain all the time. And I, one of the things that I need to do is actually be better about having boundaries energetically for receiving downloads. Because like I said, I will get random downloads for my clients. I will get random downloads for myself. And I need to set some boundaries on when I'm available to receive the downloads and when I'm not, especially because a couple of the main times that I get downloads in general are when I'm in the shower and when I'm at spin class. And the common thread between those two things is that I do not have any way to document it. When I'm in the shower, I do not have paper, obviously, and I do not have my phone. So there's no way for me to make a note of it to come back to later. And when I'm in spin class, I also don't have my phone with me. It is in the locker with my stuff. It's just me, the bike, my water bottle, and my towel. So I have no way to write it down. So it makes it like all these things that I have to remember and come back to. And then even with the TikTok scrolling example, like I said, I wasn't pausing to write down the full idea most of the time. I would just keep going. And then it was just creating more and more and more open tabs for me to come back to in my brain. So this is an energetic thing to help you clean up. Ask yourself, do you do this too? Which I'm guessing, probably not all of you, but there are probably a lot of you who are listening to this who have that same thing going on. That's probably part of why you were drawn to listen to this episode. So ask yourself, what tabs do I have open in my brain right now? Try to figure out a system for yourself. One of the things that I use to try to help with this is Google Keep. 
And if you're not familiar with Google Keep, it is Google's notes app. And I like it way more than the iPhone notes app because you can do so much more with it. You can pin a note to the top and then you can put check boxes on it. You can make it a certain color. You can put a reminder on it. I mean, maybe you can do this stuff in the notes app, but what I've noticed is that you can make it more visual. I'm a very visual person. So when I look at the screen, it's like two columns of different notes. I can see it all. I have color coordinated things. That works really well for my brain. That makes my brain happy. And I just started to make notes for everything. Like I have one note that's for ideas for reels on Instagram. I have another note that's ideas for TikToks. I have a note that is for each course idea that I've come up with so that I can create whatever course is coming to mind for me to create. I have notes that have just my to-do list on them. I have notes that are actually like energy work for me. I have all sorts of notes. I have notes that are branding stuff I need to work on, just notes on notes on notes, but it helps get it out of my brain and somewhere physical and that frees up the energy. So that helps a lot with clearing out old energy. There are also just a lot of different things that you can do to clear your energy. I mentioned setting the intentions of shielding yourself. You can set the intention to blow up cords connecting you to people. There are different herbs that you can also burn to cleanse your space energetically. That is a nice practice to have. You can cleanse yourself energetically in water, salt water especially. So you can get um, Epsom salt, take a salt bath. You can go in the ocean if you live near an ocean. That is really great for cleansing energy. Also just spending time outside, spending time in nature. That is another thing that I really need to work on doing more is getting outside and being in nature. I went a couple days ago and sat at the park that is closest to me. That's the most nature. And it did feel so good to just get really grounded to the earth, like physically, because I will set that intention to connect. But I live in a high-rise building on the 26th floor, so I spend most of my time (laughs) very high up from the earth and not directly connected. So it's really important for me to get time where I am actually connecting back with the earth physically. And I have not done the best job of prioritizing that in the last few months. So that's something that I'm working on myself to help with my energy as well. So time in nature can help a lot with energetic health, your mental health, starting to notice your thoughts and realizing that you are not your thoughts. And a lot of times, this is another thing that we don't realize, we are all extremely connected. And a lot of times you are probably picking up on other people's thoughts, thoughts from the collective. We're also fed a lot of stuff by the media and you're consuming things probably more than you would even like if you really thought about it, all the social media that you're taking in. So it can be a good idea to also do a little social media audit for yourself, 
look at the accounts that you're following. Are they accounts that are positive and encouraging you? Or are they accounts that are making you feel worse about yourself? Maybe unfollow some people. Um, You can also mute them if you're afraid for whatever reason to actually unfollow. But I would encourage you to work on being okay with unfollowing people as well. That can really help with getting some of that stuff out, looking at the shows that you watch, the music that you listen to, podcasts that you listen to. I, at the end of 2020, took a huge break from anything mainstream music, TV. I just did not watch TV at all for a couple months. I would listen to healing frequencies instead of listening to music. And part of it was even me starting to work on healing myself a lot more energetically. My frequency was raising and I just like couldn't tolerate it. Especially just, I would hear the lyrics of some of the songs that were popular and just realize how trash they are and how those are actually being fed to you. That's being programmed in your mind. And there is a quote that your wand are your words or your words are your wand. If you've ever heard that, it's like your words are kind of a spell of sorts. So the words that you say, the words that you read, the words that you hear are going into you So it's good to pay attention to what you're taking in and taking on. And I'm working on trying to figure out the best balance for this myself lately because there are things that I find entertaining to consume that I know are not necessarily helping me mentally. So I'm trying to figure out what is the best balance where I can still enjoy some of these things sometimes and honestly just be a part of the world because this is the tricky part. And I was just talking to a friend on Friday about how it's very tricky to be a very spiritually tapped in person having a human experience sometimes because a lot of the world is not tapped in spiritually and energetically and they're not aware of this stuff So many people are very, very, very caught up in celebrity stuff, all of the famous people and what they're doing and have no idea that a lot of it is set up to program us and get us to do things that they want us to do so that they can make money. But then there are, you know, all these shows that are entertaining shows. They're very entertaining, but they're feeding concepts to us or ideas to us or beliefs to us that actually hold us back, that keep us small. Um, And I had this realization actually a couple years ago about there's a morning show in the Twin Cities in Minnesota where I was living called the Dave Ryan in the Morning Show. And they had a segment that they would do called War of the Roses. And the whole premise of the show was that somebody would think that their significant other was cheating on them. They would call the radio station to do this War of the Roses. The radio station would call the person pretending to be like their cell phone company or whoever and say, Um, you know, we're doing a promotion and we're able to send 12 long stem 
red roses to the person of your choice. Who do you want to send it to? What do you want the note to say? And a lot of times it was guys who this, you know, a girl would think that their boyfriend was cheating on them or fiance, husband, whatever. And the guy would be sending the roses to a different girl. So a lot of times they were cheating. And I realized that while that show was very entertaining, it was really not helping me because it was reinforcing this fear that I could get cheated on or this belief that a lot of people cheat. It was reinforcing the thing that I don't want rather than reinforcing the thing that I do want. Because there are also a lot of people who are faithful to their partners. But unfortunately, we don't always find that content as entertaining. So that's not necessarily what gets the big bucks when it comes to shows. There are also lots of shows that are very dark in nature. And I will admit, I'm one of the girls who loves true crime podcasts. I absolutely get fascinated by them. It's so interesting to me, the things that people will do, why they do them. I actually listened to one over the weekend that I won't say exactly what it was to spoil it for anybody, but it was one where this woman got murdered and it ended up being her husband that murdered her. And the reason that he murdered her was because he was part of this church that had very like strict Old Testament type beliefs. And if he were to have asked for a divorce, he would have ended up getting kicked out of the church. He held a leadership position in the church. He would have not just lost that, but he would have also not been able to even be a member at this church anymore. And the church was like, his whole life for the most part, but he had also started, ironically enough, cheating on his wife and he didn't want to be married to her anymore, but he knew that if he were to divorce her or try to divorce her, he would get kicked out of his church and lose this life that he had. So he thought it would be a good idea to just murder her instead. And these things are just absolutely insane to me. I get so curious about how these people could get to this point of thinking that this is going to be the best solution. Like, what is wrong with you is obviously what I'm thinking. But I think part of why I find this fascinating is because I would like to intuitively look into, like, could could he have shifted this stuff? Like, how could I help this person heal so that they don't make choices like this? Or how could I make them heal after this fact? I would love to work with people who are in prison currently and help them heal from whatever they've done in the past so that they could re-enter society and not commit crimes anymore. I think that might be why I'm drawn to these podcasts because that's something that I have a deep desire to do. I don't think I've actually ever talked about that on the podcast before. Um, I maybe have mentioned it once, but I really would love to work with people who are incarcerated and help them with their healing. I think that our current system is trash and we don't prepare people to re-enter society. So a lot of people end up being repeat offenders and just are never able to have a good life. And I would like to help with that. I also just don't think having people in cages is good. I don't like that. So I have a lot of ideas about things that we could do that would be different. I would love to work on prison reform. So I think that might be part of why I'm so drawn to these podcasts. But I'm also well aware that they are slightly unhelpful to me because once again, that guy was cheating on his wife and he was, you know, the epitome of the upstanding citizen, yet he had gone on Ashley Madison, 
had an affair. He had slept with a prostitute, like all these things. So that can obviously start to then trigger fears in me of, well, like what if I'm wrong about Tyler or, you know, just crazy things in general that I don't want to be thinking. So I'm trying to figure out how can I do this? What are some practices that I could have after I listen to an episode to undo whatever damage is being done from listening to an episode, but still allow myself to listen to them sometimes or watch whatever shows. I had sent an email to my email list about the show Inventing Anna because that was another one where that show was so good, so entertaining, but there was a lot of scarcity and fear around money going on, a lot of that type of energy in that show. And it was starting to affect me and I had to do an energy recovery for myself from the show. So it's just starting to be aware of those things. What are you consuming? What effect is it having on you? Asking yourself, what do I want in life? How do I want to feel? What type of life do I want to create? And then compare that to the stuff that you're consuming. Are you consuming content that aligns with what you value and what you want to create? Are you someone who's single and wants to be in a relationship with someone who deeply values you as a person and sees you as a whole person and wants to know how you feel and what you're thinking and connect with you on a deep level? But then are you listening to music that's all about sex? And especially if you're you know, a female, so many lyrics are just not referring to us in a good way. Are you listening to music that's reinforcing ideas of the opposite of what you want? Or are you watching shows that's reinforcing the opposite of what you want? Are you following celebrities on social media who are actually not the best examples for you or are making you feel bad about yourself for the way that you look currently? A lot of body image stuff comes up for people. Are you following people who've had multiple plastic surgeries, whether they're telling the truth about it or not, and are constantly using Botox, who have lip injections, and are making you feel like you are not good enough the way you are? It's maybe time to unfollow some of those people. If you have friends who've made you feel a certain way or are doing certain things that don't align with what you want to be doing. Maybe you mute them for now and just get that out of your direct line of sight, start to work on healing some things and shifting some things, and then revisit, figure out if it's time to fully unfollow or what you want to do there. But all of these things are so tied in. And if you have something that's off with your mental health or your emotional health, or your energetic health, and you don't address it, it will manifest in your physical body to get your attention and make you deal with it. And just to really motivate you to do this work for yourself, I will let you know that cancer happens from holding on to things for a long time. So if there's something you're not dealing with and allowing yourself to feel, if you're not forgiving people, if you're holding on to resentment, or anger, it can turn into literal cancer in your body. So that's why this is so important for you to address your mental, emotional, and energetic health because your physical health depends on it. And as you know, your physical body can only endure so much before it will have to tap out. And once your physical body can't take more, that's when you lose your opportunity to continue living this life. So the more that you can work on your mental, emotional, and energetic health, you lengthen the amount of time that you're able to have this experience here on earth. And 
lengthen the amount of that time that you're able to enjoy that experience. I always say that I want to be a really old lady. I want to live into my hundreds, but I'm not going to be in my 90s and in my hundreds in a wheelchair, barely able to do anything. I am going to do my very best to take care of my mental body, my emotional body, my energetic body, and my physical body so that I can be 100 years old and walking around and be free of pain for the most part and able to do the things that I want to do. I want to have a long life here on earth and be able to experience lots of things, see lots of places, connect with lots of different people. And in order to give myself that experience, I have to be paying attention to all of my bodies, the physical one, the energetic one, the emotional one, and the mental one. They're all connected. They're all trying to talk to you all the time. So just start to listen, start to tap in. And of course, as I mentioned at a couple different points in this episode, I am here to help with that. I would love to help you with it, whether it's through my monthly membership, through a course, through an intuitive read for you or a healing session for you. I would love to work with you and help you out with this if it's something that you need more support with. The least expensive way to be able to work with me live is through the monthly membership because it is $72 per month. And there are two sessions that are Q&A sessions where you would have live access to me to ask questions after you've had the opportunity to watch the lessons. And also, whenever you sign up, you get access to all the past ones. So I put in a couple of March teachings, and then there are three videos for April, and I'll be adding more in May. So if you sign up now, you'll get access to the March stuff and the April content, and then you can hop into the calls and ask any questions that you have. But that was something that I really wanted to do to create a space where I am able to help people a little bit more deeply with taking care of their mental, emotional, energetic, and physical health. So you can check out information on that in the show notes. And I would love to hear from you about anything that you loved about this episode, anything that you are confused about or want me to go into more detail about in this episode. Because like I said, this could be a whole huge course. So I'm sure there are probably some questions and I would love to chat with you. So you can find me on Instagram at it's Kristen Hope, I-T-S K-R-I-S-T-I-N-H-O-P-E. And I will see you next time. I love you.